on this body, the Atma itself does not get deformed. <coughs> In case his body is even killed by weapons, then also the Atma Nahanyade, the self, does not get killed. <coughs> so this was the, <coughs> as Anandiri said, the Herakasasya Albatvam Vinashitam Vidyasankitam Dosham. The disciples had these two shanka, these two doubts. One is, how can there be anything 
in the small space, minute space within the heart, how can anything be there? So you are saying that this body is Brahmapuram, the city of Brahma, because Brahman is realized here. In that there is the heart of the shape of lotus, which is the dwelling place of Brahman. In that lotus of heart again, there is even a minute space, smaller than even the lotus. <coughs> that is called dharam is small dharakasam. That small minute space is there. In that what is there is to be meditated upon. So question was, how can anything be there? We don't think anything can be there in the small minute space. And in case there is something there, what is there to be known in that? <coughs> so this was one question, whether something can be there or not. To that the reply was given that the space within the heart is as vast as this space. In fact, this space even cannot compare. It is chidakasham. It is the space that is a consciousness <coughs> in which the whole universe is situated, located, accommodated. So that doubt was resolved. Second doubt is, what if this body is called Brahmapuram and Brahman is in the space within the lotus, within the body? So the body becomes old. Then the lotus also become old. Then Brahman also become old, will it not? And when the body dies or is killed, the lotus also be killed. Then Brahman that is within that lotus also be killed, will it not be? To that the reply was given, By the decapitated of this body, the Atma doesn't become deformed. Even if the body is killed by weapons, etc., the self does not get killed. Even the space within the body doesn't get affected. By the age or deformation of the body, even the space within the body doesn't get affected. Then what to talk of Chidakasana? The space that is consciousness, that even subtler. <coughs> That Brahman or the Atma, the Self is naspushyate, is not in any way affected by dehendriyadidoshai, but the defects or limitations of the body sense organs, it doesn't get affected. What do you talk about that? <coughs> then, etat satyam brahmapuram, why is it not affected? What's the reason why this, this dharakasan, Brahman, doesn't get deformed by the deformation of the body. It doesn't get killed by the destruction of the body because Eta Satyam Brahmapuram. This is Brahmapuram. This is a city that is Brahman. So two Brahmapuram are there. One is Brahmapuram, the city of Brahman. Second is Brahmapuram, the city that is Brahman. So body earlier was called Brahmapuram, the city of Brahman. Because that is where Brahman is realized. Tadvikare anute videshange brahma upalabhyade Even though the body is vikara, is a modification of Brahman. So Brahman which is Sat, then created the element fire, which in turn created element water and earth, and so three elements are created. And the body is the product of the combination of those three elements in their gross state. So remotely you can say the body is product of Brahman, like a sprout. So that way it is relationship with Brahman. Number one and number two, that Brahma Upalabhyate. It is in this human body alone that in fact Brahman can be realized, self can be realized. <coughs> How can we realize? as it is stated here, by meditation. So meditate upon the body, upon the heart, which is a dwelling place of Brahman, and the space within that heart, and Brahman, that is their space, <coughs> or the Self. So in that way, since Brahman can be realized in his body, therefore 
the body also in a secondary sense can be called the city of Brahman. But there is only Vyavahaikam Satyam. This Brahmapuram, the city that is called the, the body that is called the city of Brahman has some kind of reality. It is the, it is only the reality in terms of Vyavahara, the dealings, it is a relative reality. So Vyavahara means all dealings. And of course that Brahman, the Atma is not available any dealing at all. It is this body. And so it serves the purpose. Artha Kriya Karitvam. The body serves the purpose according to its name. And therefore it also can be called Satyam in a Vyavaharika in a relative sense. So then you can say that this body also is Brahmapuram. But it is the Anutam Eva, the body is only Antam, Mithya. Brahmapuram, but it's Mithya. <coughs> Satyantu Brahmapuram, Eva Brahma. But Brahmapuram, the city that is Brahman in the real sense, is Brahman itself. <coughs> so why, why do you call Brahman as Puram? Why do you call Brahman the city? Saravyavahara Asvadatvat. Just a city is a place where all the dealings take place. Similarly, the Brahman is because of which all the Vyavahara, all the dealings are possible because he is a very substratum of the entire universe. And so, no Vyavahara, no dealing. And the level of Mithya can take place unless there is the substratum. Like this part. So, no dealing with the part can take, can take place unless clay is involved in that, because part cannot exist without the clay. And so also this universe of names and forms, Namrupa, cannot exist without a substratum, Asti, Bhati, Priya. So even though we may be interacting with names and forms, that could not be possible unless the substratum of Asti, Bhati, Priya is there. Therefore, in every dealing, in every Vivahara, Asti, Bhati, Priyam is involved. It means it is the very basis of all the Vyavahara. Without that, no Vyavahara can take place. It provides Sattva and the Sphuti, provides very existence and very awareness and intelligence to everything. So that which is responsible for the existence and intelligence of whatever there is, so the Vyavahara or dealing can take place with that which enjoys existence which enjoys intelligence, and that's due to Brahman. Therefore, Brahman is called in a secondary sense only Siri. Atahasmin pundiriko balakshire brahmupare sarveka samahita. Since everything essentially is contained in Brahman, everything is sustained in Brahman, accommodated in Brahman, Brahman is the locus of everything. Therefore, Sarve Kamaha, all the desires are also, desires being one of the things anyway. Therefore, because everything is sustained by Brahman, therefore, the desires are also sustained or contained or supported by Brahman. So Brahman contains all the desires also. <coughs> so question was asked, that when you say that everything is in Brahman, why do you specifically or separately mention that the desires are also in Brahman? Desires are part of everything. If everything is Brahman, then naturally desires are also Brahman, in Brahman. Then why is it specifically said, Sarve Kamahasmin, that all desires are also contained in this, accommodated in this, sustained in this? <coughs> Deva Bhashyakara said, Atah tat prapti upayana. So, ye bhaihi bhavadbhi prathyante. O disciples, ye bhavadbhi bhaihi prathyante. Those desires of the desirable objects which are always sought for by you out there. Meaning that for fulfilling your desires you always look out. You look at some objects or some accomplishments out in the world 
to fulfill your desires. But remember, understand that all the desires, and then all the desirable objects also are all within you in the Svatmani Samahita. When you say that desires are in Brahman, Brahman being the very self, you can say that all the desires, all the desirable objects, and the happiness coming from all the desirable objects is essentially included, contained within itself. Therefore, Ataha Tat Pratyupayava Anutishthada. For desires, you have many desires. You want to fulfill your desires. Alright? We'll tell you, we'll show you the way of fulfilling those desires. So Tat Pratyupayava Anutishthada. So may you undertake the appropriate effort of fulfilling your desires. As Tehitriyopanyat says, so śnute sarvān kāvāṁsaha yoveda nihitam guhāyāṁ parame vyoman satyam jñānam anantam brahmā So brahmā is satyam jñānam anantam. Because brahmā is everywhere, all pervasive, but then Specifically, where is it to be seen? Yoveda nihitam guhāyāṁ parame vyoman. Again, guhāyāṁ parame vyoman. The parame vyoman, the supreme space which is there within the cave of the heart. There it is not upāsana, but there it is the very self. Those who see Brahman is the very self. Those who realize Brahman is the very self, the one who Soshnute Sarvan Kaman Sahar. He experiences the all the fulfillment of all the desires simultaneously. Brahman is the nature of Ananda. <coughs> it is the source of all happiness. Self is the source of all happiness. Just as the ocean is the source of all the water. Never, wherever there is any water, ultimately it all comes from the ocean. So therefore, when you are able to get the ocean, essentially got everything. So your self is the source of all the happiness, wherever it is. <coughs> so disciples, don't run out, don't chase happiness out there. There is going to be a futile exercise, because you are chasing something where it is not. If out there some happiness was there, and you are chasing that it's all right, it's not there. Ataha tat pratyupāyava anutishthada. Therefore anutishthada, we undertake pratyupāyam, we undertake the appropriate effort of fulfilling your desires. <coughs> so therefore, asmin sarve kāvaha samāhitaha. In this Brahman there is a self, all the kāmaha desires are contained. This is mentioned because desires are always pulling the mind outward. Yato yato nishcharati manas chanchalam asthiram. Mind is chanchalam, restless, asthiram unsteady. And therefore the desires, or likes and dislikes, they always pull the mind away from the self. Yatato vikaunte purushasya vipaschitaha indriyani pramathini haranti prasavam manahava. Prasavam baratkarena, forcefully. The sense, sense organs means the likes and dislikes, the desires. They forcefully pull the mind away from the self. <coughs> First of all, recognize that what you want is to be discovered within yourself. Atmanastu kāmāya sarvam priyam bhavati. Whatever is dear out there is dear because it is a self that is dear to you all. What it means is that, hey Maitre, the happiness that you think is out there is in fact in your own self. <coughs> this is important. Even for meditation also, vairāgya is very important. Dispassion is important. The introvertedness of the mind is important. The mind should be inward-looking. 
समा दमा उपरमा सो विवेक वैराग्य समा दमा उपरमा दीज क्वालिटीज और वर्चुअल्स आर रिक्वायर्ड इवन फॉर मेडिटेशन the mind must be inward looking the mind is highly restless or unsteady you can't meditate so abhyasa in the kind of vairagya and chagrihya so vairagya is being taught here <coughs> by viveka what's viveka what i am seeking is happiness where is the happiness we found it is we found within my own self that's the viveka and then what is vairagya therefore what i'm looking for is not out there so mind stop looking for it there that's the way therefore an attitude now is developed for everything that is out there meaning that i no more look upon them as the objects of happiness i don't hate them i have no complain about them this is what they are so vairagya or dispassion means understanding things as they are not having aversion not having dislike not having fight or anything just recognizing things for what they are that the things of the world are useful but they are not the source of happiness happiness is to be seen in one's own self that conviction stronger that conviction is less the mind will go out in case the mind goes out then one should bring it back virajya vishavrata dosha drishtya mohur mohu because of habit the mind runs out because all this time the mind has always been thinking that the happiness is out there so habitually it runs out habitually it desires things then we have to apply that viveka vairagya dosha drishtya mohur mohu let the mind see all the doshas all the defects all the suffering involved in chasing happiness in the world outside this <coughs> abhyas and the kaunte vairagya chakrishyate so therefore vasakara said atah tat prapti upam even tishthata o disciples may only undertake the appropriate effort for attainment of happiness which are seeking बाह्य विषय तृष्णाजतृष्णाजतृष्णाजतृष्णाजतृष्णाजतृष्णाजतृष्णाजतृष्णाजतृष्णाजतृष्णाजतृष्णाजतृष्णाजतृष्णाजतृष्णाजतृ
and they help you, they protect your feet from pebbles and thorns, still shoes that must be a place out there, that is where the place is. Don't bring them in here, don't put them on your head, that's all. <coughs> so everything has a place and we should respect everything. So Vedanta wants us to respect everything. Everything deserves respect. Because everything is what it is for a reason. Everything will be useful to me. I, you know, the, the criterion for my respect should not be because it is useful to me. It is useful to somebody, to something. And whatever it is in the world has a usefulness to somebody. And so respect everything. Same time, do not overvalue it also. Don't superimpose the value which it doesn't have. It cannot give you happiness. And therefore, don't superimpose upon things the, the value of happiness. That's all. <coughs> so all the background now is created for what the Tika guy said as Ahangraha Upasa. Because Esha Atma, the Brahman which is like this, the Dharagasa is Brahmapuram, is Atma. Meaning that Brahman is to be looked upon as Atma, or Atma is to be looked upon as Brahman in this meditation. What does Atma mean here? Atma does not mean Satchitananda Atma. Atma means what I look upon as self today, Ahankara. So today, for me, what is the self? Ahankara is the self. Therefore, may you superimpose the idea of Brahman upon Ahankara. So Ahankara becomes the very focus of meditation. You say we have two kinds of Upasanas, Pratik Upasana and Ahangraha Upasana. So Upasana means meditation upon God. Thus, meditation of Ishwara can be carried out with help of Pratika. Like a murti or other symbol, like Shaligrama for Lord Narayana or Linga for Lord Shiva, etc. <coughs> there is a Pachikupasana. There in the meditation, the duality between the meditator and meditator will remain. <coughs> and more sophisticated than that is to look upon one's own self, one's own ahankara as Ishvara. Satyavaveda brahmana atmatvena ahankarana upasanatam atmatma upadishyade Satyavaveda. There is Veda. There is difference between ahankara and brahman. There is no doubt about that. Because we know, even for a pratika or a symbol also, we know that this is not Ishwara that way. This Murti is not Lord Krishna. Satyava Bhede. And still it resembles Lord Krishna and it facilitates the meditation upon Lord Krishna. That's what a Pratika or a symbol is which facilitates the meditation upon the Ishta Devata. There were some sadrusha, some similarities there. In Pratika, the symbol which is given to us for worship or meditation and what it symbolizes, there is sadrushan similarity. Therefore, you worship Lord Krishna in this form, Dakshinamur in that form, Lord Ganesha in that form. So that is the Pratika Upasana, which is the most common. Even the puja, archana, whatever, it is all part of upasana. It is all part of meditation, really. In as much as, even when we perform worship of the Ishta Devata, when we give the bath and we offer the flowers and do the archana and utter the names, etc., the focus of, or the locus of all that activity is nothing but the Ishta Devata. <coughs> in a diluted form. So when you are giving, you know, doing a Vishika of Lord Shiva and chanting Rudram, etc., whatever you are chanting, so Rudra is involved in that. 
but in a diluted form because those activities are also involved, meaning that your mind is not hundred percent occupied with the Rudra. Because you make sure that the water also falls to the right place and this and then the right pronunciations are there. So mind has some other occupations as well. <coughs> but still, there is a current of thought of Lord Shiva going on during every upachara. So this is avahanam, dhyanam, whatever. So dhyami, avahayami, asanam samarpayami, bhagyam samarpayami, etc. So all these different upacharas are there. In all of them, I am offering a seat to the Lord, washing feet of the Lord. I am giving bath to the Lord, giving clothes to the Lord, garments, ornaments, flowers. But in that the thought of flower also is there and Lord also is there. Ornament also is there. So in a way the mind is not totally occupied with the thought of the Lord, but is very much the focus of our thoughts. Therefore even doing the puja also, a current of the thought called the sajatiya Rutti pravaha. A thought focused upon the Ishta Devata is maintained. So in that sense all these prayers, pujas, all worship, all forms of worship, all of these are nothing but meditations upon because that is the ultimate thing. What transforms our mind is the meditation. Meditation means maintaining a flow of thought of which the content is Ishvara or Ishtadevada. Therefore, Saguna Brahma Vishayaka Sajatya Vritti Pravaha. <coughs> pravaha, a flow. Vritti Pravaha, a flow of thought. Sajatya Vritti Pravaha, a flow of similar thoughts. Centered on what? Saguna Brahma Vishayaka. A flow of similar thoughts of which the content is Saguna Brahma or Brahman with Guna or attributes. <coughs> so understand that all the puja and archana and prayers and worship and meditation is always upon Saguna Brahma. <coughs> because then only we can focus our mind and you can maintain that thought flow in our mind. When we are worshipping mentally Bhagavad-Ishwara with attributes. <coughs> so this is a specialty of the Hindu dharma, you know. Everybody just talks about transcendental and nirakara and other. You do what you want. I don't know how they are meditating about nirakara and nirvishesh, etc., you know. <coughs> they can do that. But we are very practical people. We recognize that the mind always needs some alambaram, always needs a prop, always needs a support of name and form. And we have no problem with name and form, they have a problem. You cannot worship idols, that's your problem. Some kind of a complex that you can't worship idols, why should you not worship? Poor Hindus also are always apologetic. No, no, we are not worshipping idols, we are worshipping idols. Who says we are not worshipping? We are idol worshippers. I would not mind saying that. We look up, this is God. Because in this murti, so they hesitated to use idol because idol is, is a word used in a derogatory sense by Christians and Muslims, etc. So they say, don't use the word idol, use the word murti, whatever you want to use. But this is God. Because in murti, in fact, we are infusing life. You go through the whole process. This is worshipped as God. And then you can go a step further and you can look upon this as this pratikara to worship God. As far as we are concerned, the murti in front of us is God. We are worshipping murti. I would not hesitate to say that. And I am not apologetic at all that we are worshippers of murti. We are. That is in fact the very uniqueness of Hindu religion. That's what keeps all the Hindus religious and together. 
millions and millions of people are all every day going to the temples and, you know, and they can relate to God. You can establish a relationship with, with Lord Krishna. Always our Ishtadeva. Whether he is my father, he is my master, he is my brother, my friend, my son, my beloved, whoever. And so, all of this is very important. Relationship is very important. Only relationship can bring about the feelings from us. So when I think of my father, my mother, my brother, sister, friend, whatever, then an appropriate feeling is invoked from me. That's what connects me. That's what connects me with Ishvara. That connection is important. So let them say whatever they want to say. They are idiots. They do not understand what is involved here and therefore stupidly they criticize. And we all apologize. No, no, we are not, we are worshipping. You know? Because we are worshipping Ishvara. For us, every name and form is Ishvara. Manifestation of Ishvara. But specifically, in a given name and form, we are invoking, we have brought Ishvara here. We have processed by which we bring Ishvara in here by infusing the life. And so, anyway, how many people have been blessed by all these murtis, by all, you know? So how many millions of people go to Srinathji or they go to Tirupati or they go to Guruvai or whatever and are blessed? To what is the result they are blessed? Is it right or wrong? The result is what? I am blessed. That's all that matters. What matters is what the ultimate, the proof is in pudding. <laughs> what is the effect ultimately? And I feel blessed. And that all these murti people are able to do. Anyway, so that is one form of worship. And then superior form. We are not saying that this is the ultimate thing. <coughs> this is a starting point and an important starting point. Without starting point you can't do anything. So the first step. But first step is required for climbing the subsequent steps. <coughs> there was the next step in upasana meditation is called ahangraha upasana. Where aham, my ahankara itself becomes the uh, focus of meditation. So instead of a murti or a symbol out there called pratika, instead of that, my ahankara itself becomes, so upon pratika I superimpose. Here upon aham, I superimpose. Ahankara, I superimpose. <coughs> so lots of ahankara upasanas are also given in the, in the scriptures. <coughs> so therefore, ahamiti arobira atmatalatmena upasanam siddhyade means I do not yet realize, I am not yet realize myself. Brain of self is such and such. Apahatapatma, it is sinless. Vijaraha, free from old age, decrepitated. Free from death. So this attribute of Atma, you know, and therefore, I superimpose those ideas upon myself, upon Ahankara, that I am sinless. I am immortal. I am free from old age. I am free from decrepitated, etc. <coughs> So, Aarubhida, Atma Tadatmena, upon Aham, Kintu Aham iti Aarubhida, Atma Tadatmena, upon Aham, I superimpose the attributes of Atma. <coughs> so, Upasanam Siddhyati. So, therefore, that's how Aham, upon Aham, this is superimposed. <coughs> Tatasya pati keshuiva na yudantyatrupasanam. Whenever I meditate or worship a pratika, then I worship Ishvara as different from me as idam naturally. Then I say, all right. But the next step is to worshiping as aham. And further step is knowing him as aham. So that these steps are given to us. <coughs> Tatra Ahangraha. So wherever Upasya Atma Pamuchade. Upasya means the, the what is to be meditated upon worship. When there is called Atma, it means Ahangraha Upasana. 
In the page 353, the Tikagaya says, line 33, Kechitu Brahmanaha Upasaneshu Vastutaha Brahmanaha Atmatvena Ahangraham Ahohu. So some people say, why is Brahman, why are they prescribing the Ahangra Upasana? Why are they prescribing that Brahman should be worshipped or meditated upon as the I, as self? Because Vastutaha Brahmana Atmatvena. Because in reality, self is Brahman. Therefore, the self is looked upon as Brahman. That's the reason why the Ahangra Upasana is given. There is somebody's opinion, which is, which is good opinion still. The Tikakara says, Tattu Patikeshu Abhitulyam. But even his symbol also is Brahman ultimately. And therefore, it is not Samyak. So, why do the scriptures prescribe? The Ahangra Upasana looking upon Aham as Brahman is not because Aham is Brahman. It doesn't have to be. Something need not be Brahman because he is involved in Aropa. Nikrushta Vastani Putkrushta Upasana means upon a small little insignificant thing the superimpose the idea of significance. So therefore, whether Pratika is ultimately Brahman or not, upon Pratika, you just say superimpose idea of Brahman. Similarly, whether Aham is Brahman or not, upon Aham, you superimpose the idea of Brahman. It is true that superimposition becomes meaningful because ultimately it is Brahman. So Pratika also ultimately is Brahman, therefore it will reveal itself as Brahman. Aham also is Brahman, therefore ultimately Aham also will reveal itself as Brahman. Which also makes sense. Because Aham in reality, Ahankara, is also nothing but Asti Bhadi Priyam plus a name and form. Aham Rutti is a name and form. But very much contains the reflection of consciousness, Asti Bhadi Priyam also. So when you adore something, it reveals itself. The idea of worship is you adore, adoring something. Adoring Lord Krishna. Adoring the Ishtadevata. Then Lord Krishna becomes favorable to you. You become the recipient of His Anugraha, of His Krupa, of His grace. And He reveals Himself before you. This experience of all the bhaktas when they had the realization of the Ishtadevata, when Mirabai also, you know, or Sudas, etc., they all talk of, they, they realize Sri Krishna, is because Sri Krishna becomes favorable. So invoking his grace and make him favorable to you. And so, because of his uh, love for his devotee, he reveals himself. <coughs> So it's okay, nothing wrong in saying that Ahangra Upasana is there because Aham is really Brahman. But this Tikagara says it doesn't have that reason need not be. All that is required in Upasana meditation is superimposition. But still, some sadhusha must be there for superimposition. You do not, you superimpose the idea of Lord Vishnu upon a Shaligrama because Shaligrama has certain marks, like a chakra, etc. So sometimes Shankha also is there, which have relation with Lord Vishnu. Or Shivalinga is a shape which, you know, which is closest to the formless. And some stones, fatigas, etc. because they have colors or they have some energy which also is, uh, you know, it is is representative of the energy that the Ishta Devata has. And so, therefore, we don't superimpose anything upon anything. Bhastaka will always say, according to Shastra. So all worship or meditation also should be performed in keeping the instruction of the scriptures. They tell you what to meditate upon what. 
So they give you a, a, a given form of Lord Ganesha and look upon that as Ganesha and not this as Ganesha and not that as Krishna. For Krishna, this is the form. For Ganesha, that's the form. Dakshinamurti, this is the form. So traditionally these forms have been found to be effective. They've yielded the results and therefore there is a tradition of worshipping and meditation also. And so some sadhusya, some similarities there between a pratika and or a symbol and what is meditated upon. Then superimposition becomes easier. Upon the superimposition, I give Lord Krishna upon this part, you know, it will be difficult. Some resemblance must be there. And therefore, specific pratikas are given for specific kinds of worship or meditation. <coughs> then, going ahead with the Bhashya on the page 353 in the third line, or second line. So now, what is the mantra? A passage is, Esha Vishokaha, Vijigitsaha, Apipasaha, Satyakamaha, Satyasankarpaha. So these are the attributes of Atma or Brahman given here. <coughs> so Mahashakara says, Esha Atma, Bhavatam Swarupam. Dharakasha, Achidakasha. That consciousness which is the space, which is the basis of all the dealings, which contains everything within itself, which is the receptacle or the container of everything, that limitless is Atma, Bhavatam, Swarupam. O disciples, there is a very Swarupam, the very nature of yourself. <coughs> Meaning that now may you meditate upon yourself as that Brahman. That's what it means here. So that's what Tikangara said. So Tatarasya. So wherever Aham, Yatra Yatra Upasanayam, Upasya Atmatu Uchade. Wherever in meditation, what is to be meditated upon is described as Atma, it means Ahangraha Upasana. That's what Anvegi said in the line 12. Yathokti dharakashe kidrugupasam kartabhyam. Upon this dharakasha or the space within the heart, what nature of meditation is performed? Apek ahangrahanityaha, the ahangrahupasana is to perform. So, esha atma bhavatam swarupa. Then Bhashyaka says, Shrunuta Tasyakshanam. O disciples, now because for meditation you require, for meditation you require the description of what you have to meditate upon. So that is where the glories are described, you know. All the Puranas and all of them describe the glories of the Ishta Devata for helping us worship and meditation. Mahatma Jnana Purvastu. Sudraha, Sarotodikaha, Sneha. Sneha is the affection that one discovers for Ishta Devata by listening to or knowing the Mahatma, the greatness or the glory. So for the purpose of worship, the glories of the Lord must be described. Therefore here the glories are described. Shrutattasya Lakshanam. Lakshanam means in fact the inherent characteristic. So Tikakara in the line 34 says Lakshanam is the Visheshanam The difference between Lakshanam and Visheshanam. What is Lakshanam? He says <coughs> Asadharana Dharma. Samana asamana jatiya avachedaka satyam. 
virtue and vice. Apahata Mahatma. Then Vijarahas. The next one. Tatha Vijaraha Vigata Jaraha Vimrityuscha Tatha Vijaraha. Jara means old age or decrepitude. So Vigata Jaraha, divided of old age. Similarly, Vimrityu, divided of death. So Atma, Brahman is what? Atma. There is reward of all the sins, reward of old age, reward of death. <coughs> now, Punaruktim Shankade. The disciples here are raising a question that you are repeating yourself. You already said something. And you are saying, now repetition, punarukti can be, either you repeat the same words, or you repeat the same idea. Sometimes words are not repeated, but the idea is repeated, that also is called punarukti. So in your speech or in writing or in presentation, avoid punarukti unless there is a reason, then it's okay, it's called abhyasa. Abhyasa is called punarukti. But punarukti means, Either same words are used or the same idea is conveyed to different words because it does not convey anything new. The listener does not learn anything new. When you repeat either the same word or repeat the same idea, the listener does not learn anything new. Then that word does not serve the purpose. The word is supposed to communicate something new. If it's not, if it communicates same thing that has been already communicated, then that word becomes meaningless. It's a useless word, and that is called a dosha or a defect in presentation. <coughs> so here the disciples suspect a similar repetition. So punaruktim shankade. Punarukti means this tautology in the English they call it, or repetition. So unnecessary repetition is being shankate, is being doubted here. So Vashyakara says, Taduktam Purvameva Vadhenasya Navadhenasya Hanyate Ide Kimartham Unaruchyate Tat Purvameva Uptam, you already said it. And so, so by the old age of the body, this doesn't get old. By the death of Navadenasya Vadyate, and so this does not die because uh, of the death of the body. So we already say it. Now we are saying Vijaraha, devoted decrepitated, we already say it. Then vimrutyu, divide of death, you already say. So, na jiriyate, na hanyate, so na chasya vade, na hanyate, when you say, then it is reward of vadam or death. Na jiriyate, reward of recapitated. So now when you say vijaraha, so na jiriyate you say, now you say vijaraha, divide of old age, what new you say? Na hanyate you say, it does not kill, now you say, Vimrutyu, devoid of death, you are repeating yourself. Sajiduktam, Purameva, Navadenasya Hanyadayati, Kimartam, Punaruchyade. Why is the teacher repeating the same thing here? Punaruchyam is Punaruktim. Looks to us like it is repetition. Satam <coughs> Pariharati. That Shanka is being now removed here. Yadyapi Bhashyakara says, Yadyapi Desamandibhyam Jaramratyubhyam Nasambadhyate Anyathapi Sambandha Tabhyam Syat Iti Ashankanavrutyartham See, earlier it was said that, na asya jaraya eta jiriyate. 
by the decrepitude of the body, this one does not get deformed. Na vadena asya hanyate, by the death of the body, it does not die. So, there, freedom of old age is with reference to body. The old age of the body does not make Brahman old. The death of the body does not bring about death of the Harakasa. But then, by itself it can have old age, you know. So either you die because of something, or you die on your own. So, for example, a fetus which is in the womb of the mother can die when the mother dies, or it can die on its own also. Isn't it? Similarly, the body may not get old, and still something within the body can get old if there is cancer and stuff like that, or some disease is there. Meaning that something can have old age on its own. Something can have death on its own. So therefore, yadyapi deha sammadhyabhyam jaramrutyabhyam na sambadhyate. So what earlier was said is that adharakasa is not related to or not connected with the old age and death of the body. Na hanyate hanyamane sharire. When the body is killed, it is not killed. Anyathabhi sammandha tabhyam syat. But in some other way, dharakasa may have relation with old age and death. So through body doesn't bring about old age and death. But in some other way, dharakasa can become old and die. Iti asinka nivrutyartham. So in what other way? Sri Anandagiri, anyatha desammandamina svabhavatopityartaha. So maybe it is the nature of dharakasa to get old. Nature of dharakasa to be destroyed. Somebody can have things, you know. So that possibility is there. I don't know whether somebody will think that way or not, but that possibility is there. You say that it doesn't get old because of old age of the body, doesn't die because of death of the body, but what if it gets old on its own? What if it dies on its own? So to remove that possibility also, says vijaraha vimrutyo. <coughs> so svabhavataha, inherently also there is no old age and death in dharakasa. <coughs> Alright. Taduktam purameva, in the question, taduktam purameva na vadhena syahanyate. The Dika says in the line 34, na vadhena upalakshanam na sya jaraya ityapidrashtavyam. So, navadena asya hanyate, najaraya jiryate, jiryati. So, you should include, upalakshama is, you should include another one. So, vada here also includes the jara. <coughs> so, what is upalakshama? So, so pradipadakatve sati, so itana pradipadakatva upalakshanam. Lakshanam and upalakshanam. Lakshanam, Inherent characteristic. Upalakshanam is a characteristic that indirectly points out. So, lakshanam is that which always abides in the, uh, in the entity. Like if lakshanam, if apaha vijaraha vimrutyu and lakshana, they are always there in atma. <coughs> a satyam jnanamantam is always there. Or like the, the house of the Devadatta. So when you point out the house itself, describe a house, that's a Lakshanam, because always there in a house. But the house, the, the house on which the crow is sitting, that is Devadatta's house, then crow is only an incidental character, attribute, or incidental characteristic. So therefore, so Pradipadakatve Sati, as we said yesterday already, then when you look at the house, look at both crow, as well as house. So house upon which the crow is sitting is the house of Devadatta. Then house and crow both are included. So Svapadipadakatve Sati. It also points to crow. So Itarapadipadanam also points to the house. So that's called Upalakshanam. Indirectly, indirect characteristic or incidental characteristic. Or Vedanta Madhyadu, Kadachitatkvesadi, Vyavatakatvam, same thing. Vedanta says that 
an incidental characteristic which nevertheless distinguishes an entity from other entities. Yatha kākādikam devadatta gruhādehe, etc. Okay. But here Upalakshana means it represents. So therefore, jaraya ittyapi drashtavyam. The weather here also is a representative of jara of the old age. Or it includes the old age. Upalakshana here means it includes. So, so prirvādakatvesati. Vadena, so vada is already definitely is, 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 is described. So itara prirvādakatvam. That the vada also points to the jara of the old age. Therefore, vada is upalakshana, including the jara as well. <coughs> Anyasabha, again the tika says svatah ityatha. So svabha svabhata or svatah. <coughs> All right, we'll continue tomorrow. <coughs> Om Purnamadaf Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamivavashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavantau Punapunaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmevi Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyomavadvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om